guys, welcome back to our first episode after quarantine. We're talking about Shazam! I'm excited. I am too. Like, this is our first episode, like, first full episode back. Yeah, um, it's gonna be a little shorter because we're skipping what the fuck news for right now, just because I'm trying to keep the episode shorter and cut down how much time I have to spend editing. True. I don't blame you. But, yeah, it should be an exciting show. I love Shazam. It's one of my favorite movies of 2019, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. I'm ready to give them, but first, I want to give you some animal updates. Go for it. My animals fucking suck. No, I love them, but Bronx is on the table. But, no, I don't remember if I talked about this in the mini-episode, but we took Bronx to the vet to get his updated shots. Bronx has turned six in April. Scotty turned three in May. And Finn's second birthday is until December. But Bronx got his, you know, yearly vaccinations. And this fat fuck weighed in at 14 pounds. <laughs> and, like, he doesn't look that big, but he's a big boy. Yeah, he really doesn't look like a fat cat. I mean, the vet said that his weight was normal. She said that that was a healthy weight for him, which shocked both of us because he's a big cat. Like, he's a long boy. Yeah, he's proportionally big. Like, it's not like he's just a small cat with a huge gut. Well, when he lays down, like, it all kind of... He's not Garfield. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. He acts like it. Well, he acts like we don't even feed him. But Scotty has weighed in at 75 pounds. She's a big girl. And Mm. she needs to lose some weight. Like, she's overweight. But she's pretty. She's pretty, girl. We're not trying to fat shame her. (laughs) And Finn has finally filled out, and, like, we can't feel his ribs anymore, which is awesome. And, I mean, all the animals are doing well. They play. They fight. Bronx still hates everybody. But, yeah, my animals are doing good, and I thought everybody would want that little update because we had some birthdays. Yeah, they were on our mini-episode a little bit, just kind of tapping around in the background. Right now, I'm surprised. Scotty's just licking her paws, but I'm sure here in another about 20 minutes, she'll be scooting her ass. Yeah, and she'll be having to show me her toys. Show me that dildo! (laughs) You want to explain that one? Yeah, so way before we got thin, we wanted a way to brush Scotty's teeth. Or make it easier for, like, you know, she could, you know, clean her teeth herself with fun. And so on Amazon, we got her this toy and really didn't think anything of it when we bought it. Because it's got a flat base so they could put, like, their paws on it while they chewed on the elongated part. We get it in and it looks like a fucking butt plug. Butt plug mated with a pineapple. Yeah, it's got little, I don't know what you call them, spines, I guess. Yeah. And you get like doggy toothpaste and like you put it in the little grooves and they just chew on it. She didn't chew on it the correct way. And so we just stopped even trying because all she wanted to do was chew on the base. <laughs> and now earlier today, she had it so far shoved in her mouth, like she deep throated that shit. <laughs> it was gross. And her and Finn fight over a dildo shaped toy. It is a toy. A toy. Disclaimer it is a toy. Many people would classify a dildo as a toy. A dog toy. It is a dog toy. Is that all you have on the pets? Yeah, for now. All right. Before we go into talking about Shazam, I'm going to do a little quick summary of the movie just so everybody's up to speed. So if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler warning, 
14-year-old orphan Billy Batson is a loner who spends his life running from foster homes in a seemingly hopeless search for his lost mother. While still adjusting to his newest foster family, Billy finds himself magically transported by the dying wizard Shazam. The wizard has spent centuries searching for a pure and worthy successor to take his place, protecting the world from demonic forces like the monstrous personifications of the seven deadly sins. Choosing Billy as his last hope, Shazam grants him the wisdom of Solomon, strength of Hercules, stamina of Atlas, power of Zeus, courage of Achilles, and speed of Mercury. Now, whenever Billy says, Shazam, he is transformed into a mighty unnamed superhero. Together with his new foster brother and best friend, Freddy, Billy must learn to harness his powers. Billy soon comes in conflict with the evil Dr. Savannah, who was himself rejected by the wizard as a child and has joined forces with the Seven Sins in order to exact his revenge. But Billy's new powers aren't enough, and he learns he can't keep going through life as a loner. By embracing his foster family, he finds new strength and stops Dr. Savannah. Okay, so since you're new to the movie, what'd you think? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I didn't like the movie. You really didn't like it? It was okay. Okay. It really wasn't my favorite by any means, but I mean, I watched, I wanted to know what happened next. And if they ever came out with a second one, I would probably watch it. I don't know what it, like, I I didn't like it, but it wasn't like, it wasn't terrible by any means. It's yeah. just, meh. This movie actually caught me by surprise. Yeah, since it was a DC movie? Yeah, the DC movies, I'm just so burnt out on the DC Cinematic Universe. I know it's definitely been, it's better than some of the ones that came out in the past recent. Besides Wonder Woman, I loved Wonder Woman. Yeah, me too. But, I don't know, there's just something about this movie. It's lighter, but it's also got feels. Like, it's funny and silly and has an emotional core to it too. It, it was, like, it did run through a lot of emotions and I did like that and I liked that he finally came to realize, like, after, you know, finding his mom and realizing, like, he has a real family in the foster family that he has. Yeah. So one thing that happens in the movie is he tracks down his long-lost mother with the help of his new foster siblings, and he goes and introduces himself, thinking, I finally have my mom back, and she just doesn't want to be involved. It's so heartbreaking. That's my favorite scene in the movie. It's so sad. Like She basically just tells this poor kid who's been searching for her for years, eh, it's not a great time for me. Yeah, that was really harsh, but I think it really put into perspective, like, and they tried telling him, like, she did not come looking for you, which is sad in itself, but I think it's just like, I think he needed that realization, though, too, because otherwise... He kept running away. What did they say? He went through 20... He ran away 23 times? It's something ridiculous like that. And he's been through multiple foster families. I love the portrayal of these foster parents. Like, so often in kids' movies, which I would argue this is more of a kids' movie than an adult superhero movie. hmm So often the parents are either just there to get in the kid's way or be stupid or comedic relief. Yeah. Like, these are really good... They're genuine people and they want to be there and they're like, and they're very accepting. Like, we know you've had a hard life. We're not going, we're not trying to be X, Y, and Z to you, but we are here to give you a warm, loving home. Yeah. And they, they say they were both 
foster kids and mm-hmm. they've taken it upon themselves to take on was it like six foster kids in their home in this movie i don't know i think it's a nice healthy portrayal of an alternate type of family mm-hmm. i mean not to make it sad but like foster families aren't always like that and i'm glad they went with a happy route because not foster families aren't always happy and mm-hmm. that it's a, it's a sad reality what did you think about the kids in this movie? They all had their own unique quirks. And I like that there were different ages and different backgrounds. Mm. And they weren't, I guess, this, the same type of, I don't want to be like, how do I want to put this? I guess race. Right. They were different kids with their own unique personalities. But they didn't see it like that. They saw each other as family. They're all incredibly smart kids. Yeah, they're smart kids. They none of them are just like the stereotypical like troubled child. They obviously come from difficult backgrounds, but they seem to be happy. Mm-hmm. They're loved and happy and I mean, they get along with each other. The oldest one in the foster family was going to what what college? It was I don't remember. It was a really good school. In California, it was yeah. like one of the hardest schools to get into, and she got accepted. And she was sad that she had to leave her family. Yeah. Ooh, two of my favorite scenes. One of them is when Billy tells, um, what was his name, Fred? Freddy? Yeah, Freddy. That his, he has a face that makes him look like, what, what did he call it? Uh-oh. Like he's scheming. Yeah. He has a face that always makes him look like he's scheming, and- Right after he says that, the security guard looks like, it looks like you're up to no good. Yeah. I love that actor that plays Freddy, Jack Dylan Grazier. Mm-hmm. He's, um, he was in It. That's why he looked yeah. familiar. He was the hypochondriac kid. Okay. Because I looked up the um, actor that played Shazam, mm-hmm. and I was like, I knew I recognized him from a, he played, he was in the show Chuck. Right. And he's also the voice of Flynn Rider and Tangled. <laughs> And I fucking love that movie. And his character in Tangled is great. And I kind of saw that in this movie, too. And him and Freddy really play well off each other. They do. But also, like, Freddy and Billy. Like, I want to see more of that actor. I kind of feel like he was a little shortchanged in this movie, but he's really good in the parts that he's in. Yes. One of my other favorite scenes is, you know, they're 14-year-old boys. And, you know, he turns into, what is he like? mid to late 20s yeah supposed to be or yep. early 30s maybe early 30s. early 30s they go into the strip club for the first time oh and they also drink beer yes <laughs> when um right after the the night that this happens and he finds freddy and they go to this convenience store and it gets robbed and so they fight the bad guys and they walk out with beer they both take a drink of it, spit it out immediately, and one of them goes, that tastes like actual vomit. Yeah. Accurate. Well, that's one thing I love about this movie is that I find a very realistic, as can be, portrayal of how a kid would act if he just suddenly had all this power. And for a good portion of the movie, he's not fighting crime. He's just screwing around. Which, I mean, I would too if I was that age and I'm like, oh, super Packers. And I also love, like, they're just trying to figure out the limits of his powers. So during that convenience store robbery, he gets shot by the bad guys. And then they're like, wait a minute, we don't know if the suit's bulletproof or you're bulletproof. (laughs) And they just start shooting him. Shoot him in the face. Yeah. 
And Freddy like, suggests shoot him in the face, and just Billy's like, just like, he questions yeah, wait, it for what? A, <laughs> questions it for a second, then he goes, yeah, shoot me in the face. And then all like the YouTube videos that they do. Yes. So I mean, there's great scenes in it, but like I don't know. I don't. It just didn't land for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think also the I don't know if it's just DC and their special effects, but the special effects I didn't. They weren't hooking me. I guess they're a little dodgy. Um, the demons. They were cool, but they could have been better. They could have been better, and they kind of just blend into each other. Mm-hmm. Like if you spend enough time, you can be like, okay, this one's this sin, this one's that sin, but they all—it's a general look, and I feel like it'd be better if they stood out from one another. Bronx is trying to get into our set box. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> so Bronx, so we have a little box that we keep all of our stuff in, and I put Dan's bag on top of it because of the dogs on the couch, and Bronx is climbing on everything, mm. and he'll be there. Cat's gonna do what a cat's gonna do. If I fits, I sits. Yep. Anyways, back to the movie. This is one of those movies that, like I said, it caught me by surprise. I just went and saw it on a whim in the theater, and I ended up seeing it three times in theaters, because I just, it keeps me laughing. There's enough Humor, stupid jokes yeah. throughout, like the shoot him in the face. I, I did like that, because I mean, it is a, it's a kid in a man's body, and so they're playing around with it, and. I like all the cutscenes, like when they're making the YouTube videos of him testing his powers. Mm. The one where they stick him in a box and he lights it on fire. That was a good yeah, one. The whole time, Freddy's like throwing him curveballs and telling him he's testing one power and then ends up testing a completely different power, <laughs> like trying to set him on fire. Uh, another one scene that I like, it goes back to the strip club. It's when they are in the cave. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure their way back out of there. And they're like, how do we get out of here? Like, and I don't remember what exactly he did, but they ended up like he had to like think of a door or something, a door to go somewhere. Yeah. And instead of, you know, the house, they end up back in the strip club with all of the kids and they're like running out of it. And Darla's eyes are being shielded by Mary. And she's like, I want to see what's going on. And she's like, you're too young. And then, um, Freddy comes out the last as the last mm. one. And he's been hobnobbing with people. He's like, they're so nice in there. And Darla goes, they have glitter. I want <laughs> glitter. She goes, you don't want that glitter. Well, I also love that Mary calls out Billy. She's like, really? This is the first place you thought of to transport to? He's a 14-year-old boy. Exactly. What do you think about the villain? Not the demons, but Dr. Savannah. I, there wasn't a whole lot of development on him. It was just him as a boy and then him as an adult. And he's so, I mean, he's screwed up from his childhood, obviously, but like it was just straight to the point that he was evil. He's very delightfully evil, though, like so unrepentantly. Is that um, Stanley Tucci or whatever? No, that's actually Mark Strong, which I love. Sometimes he plays good guys like in Kingsman, but more often than not, he plays this type of villain and he just choose the scenery like he just sometimes he seems to really enjoy sometimes i can't distinguish the two of them but like i didn't i only looked up the actor that mm. played um the shazam character billy yeah. older billy so he is very one-dimensional as an adult but you can also see like why he's so angry i skipped this in the summary but the movie actually starts in the 70s where he's just a little boy he's not asking to be transported to this cave and he suddenly finds himself in the cave and 
the wizard is testing him and then ends up telling him he's not good enough and then his life is just screwed from there. What's sad about it is like he's being told by his older brother and his father how much of a disappointment he is and blah, blah, blah. And I liked, well, I didn't like, this is all sarcastic. I like that the same actor is the father in the 70s and he didn't age at all. Yeah. And because it said today, so I'm going to say, assume the present was like 2017, 18, 19. Yeah. That actor also played Lex Luthor's father on Smallville. Did he really? And was also a dick. Perfect. He's very good at that kind of role. I like that the brother, it just made me laugh because the brother obviously aged, but the yes. father didn't. That's what happens when you get paralyzed from the waist down. You just stop aging. I did find it hilarious, though, when he took his brother and just threw him through the window. That's what I mean by like, he's just delightfully evil. He just A lot of movies that would just ramp up to that, maybe a slow decline. No, as soon as he gets his powers, he's like, first thing I'm doing, I'm going to my dad's office and throwing my brother out of a high-rise window. I do have to give him credit, though, because even though he was shot, like, basically, like, verbally abused as a child, he turned into, like, he was a doctor. He was a, mm -hmm. an incredibly smart person. And very successful, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing I just remembered, going back to, I just love little jokes in this movie. So early on in the movie, the youngest kid, Darla, discovers that Billy Shazam, and they're so afraid that like she's just going to spill it to everybody. They convince her, you have to keep the secret. It's what a good sister would do. I actually thought that was super sweet because, I mean, early in the movie, he called her, he told her, you're not my family, and it made her very right. upset. And I think knowing that he's like accepting me as his sister, that she could keep the secret. But what I love is immediately after that, not knowing his strength, Billy has ripped a doorknob off a door. Oh, Freddie hands the doorknob to Darla. He's like, you know, you know what, what else a good sister would do? She'd fix this door. And she just kind of looks at it and she's like, what is she, like seven? Yeah, maybe. Oh, when he rescues Mary from the truck getting ready to slam into her and he's just being all fucking weird. And, and then he's just making it worse and worse about like, because this is before he accepted his foster family. Right. And he's just like telling her blah, blah, blah. And I think she knew then, but like the scene where they're fake, like they figured it out. Like she, yeah. and Darla's like, I'm so glad you guys figured this out. I'm like, you knew? Yeah. I'm a good sister. I'm a good sister. <laughs> yeah. I love that scene because he's such a douche. We'll call him Shazam. He doesn't really have a superhero movie or a superhero name in this movie. Um, and he's trying no, to he, give her. He advice. does. It's Captain Sparklefingers. Uh, I prefer Thundercrack. <laughs> the ongoing joke of Freddy trying to give him different names, and they're all terrible. But uh, yeah, he's trying to give Mary advice, and she's distraught about having to leave her family. And he's just like, well, it's like Gandhi said, you gotta look out for numero uno. I don't think he said that. I agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, he did. Such a no, great no. moment. And she's like, no. <laughs> I like the ending when um, Shazam came in at lunch and then Superman, Superman comes in and Freddy like almost shits himself. Yeah, I love that. It would have been greater if Henry Cavill could have been in it. I love, I love Henry Cavill. That was right around the point when Henry Cavill's future in the DC movies became a little less certain. That's okay because The Witcher. <laughs> you ever watch the... You you get on TikTok probably as much as I do. Yeah. 
you ever see the videos where it's like all these girls are like, oh yeah, I only watch this show for the plot, and then they say the plot and it's all the hot guys in the show. <laughs> That's me and The Witcher. Actually, I really did like The Witcher, not gonna lie. It's a really good but show. Henry Cavill. Oh my god. Looking at this movie, it's definitely a movie I would have also loved as a kid. Just because it's got the whole wish fulfillment thing. Like, what kid doesn't want to magically turn into a superhero? And at the same time, looking at it as an adult, like, there's plenty of things I love in this movie and that I think are funny. But if I was a parent, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not sure that needed to be in this movie. For example, when Shazam, the wizard, wants to give Billy his powers, he tells him, lay your hands on my staff. And he just like, uh, <laughs> And Billy's no? just like, gross. <laughs> That's going to go over a kid's head, but like it's still... Yep. I mean, when I heard it, I was just like, ugh. And, like... But I think it was, like, intentional for him to say that like that. Yeah, and, like, the demons are... They're kind of scary mm-hmm. for a kid, but they're, like, little kid scary. Like, it's nothing a kid couldn't handle, but it's just it scary enough. Goosebumpy. Yeah. Oh, but Shazam himself, he's kind of a dick. The wizard, like... Yeah. The way he treats young Dr. Savannah, like, there's no compassion. He's just like, are you my champion? And he tests him, he's like, nope. And, like, how many people he went through, and, like, you have to realize that not everybody is going to be pure of heart. Well, and you get the feeling he didn't settle on Billy because he finally found the one that was pure. He's just like, well, these were his you're last my option now. Yeah. This was his last moment. He had to do something about it. But I also like how Billy, like, when he's offered the power, he flat out says, I'm not who you're looking for. I'm, I'm not perfect. I don't think anybody is. I think that kind of speaks to his character as well, like, why he is a good choice. of Because he, he knows his flaws. Yeah, and he doesn't want the power. Yeah. I mean, he enjoys it quite a bit once he has it, but he's not craving. Yeah. Uh, the end where, okay, so he extracted the orb out, mm-hmm. and then he's like, so they all turn, they all s- grab the staff, say Shazam, and the siblings all turn into superheroes, which is kind of cool because now it's all, the seats are filled again. Yeah. Where was I going with this? Oh, he, extract, he extracted the orb, and he's he plays the joke, and he's like pretending to be drawn into the evil power, and he's like, Nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I like that how like it doesn't even tempt him at all. No. There's also some badass moments in this movie. There's right after he has his heart broken by his mom, he has to go save the day. And there's this great shot where he like leaps off a roof, yells yes. Shazam in midair, and just turns into the superhero and flies off. That's a cool shot. That was a really good shot. There's also one like in the carnival at the end where the final battle is. Even as a boy, he's walking kind of badass towards the villain, says Shazam, and all of a sudden he's this man again. Mm-hmm. I like, because he knows that every time he says it, he'll switch back and forth, mm-hmm. and so he uses that to his advantage, Yeah, which I think is a great tactic, because, I mean, people don't understand, because when the lightning bolt strikes down, it turns, like, it blinds everybody, and, mm-hmm. like, there's smoke, and they're like, oh, where the fuck do you go? Yeah. The kid's smart. Mm-hmm. Another funny part I like about this movie. It's just this running joke in the background of the movie. There's a mall Santa that is having the worst day of his life. Everywhere he goes, the Dr. Savannah attacks and just starts wrecking shit. 
until by the end of the movie, he's like at this carnival and it gets wrecked. And then he gets interviewed by a reporter and he just starts cussing. Yeah, just cussing up a storm. And it's playing in the background of the family dinner. Yes. And they're just ignoring it. Like it's such a small part of the movie, but it's a fun like that guy is having the worst day of his life because all those things happen in the same day. Do they? Yeah, yes. they do. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else to say about the movie? Not really. Things things you might want to see in a sequel or I want to see more of the kids in the superhero form and seeing like what they do to keep the sins at bay and mm-hmm. if there's anything else that they will do as their superpowers. Maybe DC can actually step up their graphics for once. <laughs> but I don't know. It was it was an okay movie. I don't know if I'll watch it again. Maybe it would be something I would just throw on. Mm. But if a sequel were to come out, I would probably see it. Just because I want to see more of Shazam, Older Billy, and Freddy. I want to see more of Billy. I, as I a, hope he, As a kid. Yes, I hope that doesn't get lost. Because sequels, the tendency is you got to have more action. You got to yeah. have a bigger threat. I really like that actor. I, I want to see more of him in other movies. But I, I don't want him to get shortchanged in the sequels because I think the core of that character like, comes he's from really his kid self. Also, they are making a sequel. Oh, they are. And there's plans for future movies beyond the sequel. But first, his arch nemesis is going to get a standalone movie. And that is going to be The Rock as Black Adam. So earlier on in the movie, Shazam demonstrates to Billy right before he gives him the powers of they once gave these powers to someone else and they chose wrong and he became a villain. Okay. Well, in the comics, that character's name is Black Adam. He basically looks like the adult Shazam, except his costume is black and gold instead of red and gold. The Rock has been attached to this role for probably a decade now. and he's Like Adam, like A-T-O-M? A-D-A-M. Okay. But he's always been excited about the role. The movie just never happens. Aw. This movie did well enough. It's getting a sequel. That would be something I would be interested in seeing that. Black Adam's going to get his own standalone movie, and then eventually they're going to clash. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, especially because The Rock seems excited enough about one day maybe getting to play this character. I'm really looking forward to it. I think I would see that because that would spark my interest is I love character development. I like background stories. I would also love to see Superman pop up in the Shazam sequel just because I think he would be a great father figure example for Billy. Yeah. Because they have similar power sets. See, I wasn't actually expecting, I know it was a DC movie, but I wasn't actually expecting, you know, Superman to actually show up because I thought Shazam was just a spoof mm-hmm. of Superman. And then I got to thinking, I was like, okay, well, it, it is an actual DC comic. So I don't know why it would be like a knockoff version. Right. But like basically it is. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't originally owned by DC. They just kind of acquired it. Oh, interesting. But yeah, that should wrap up our thoughts on Shazam. In the spirit of Shazam, we're going to cross over into the land of the music app Shazam <laughs> and identify some songs and artists. Yeah. All right, you ready for this game? I am. So I actually brought this up today and we were supposed to do this back way before quarantine and I have a game where I play with Dan as Dan guesses bands and sometimes Dan is really good at this. So then I was like, okay, what about if I monotone read lyrics to songs, just snippets of them, 
and Dan tried to guess them. And it kind of turned into this. So I'm kind of excited to see how this goes. I think if we get either the artist or the song, that should be good enough. I'm not counting on doing very good at this because I'm not very good with song lyrics. I usually make up my own. Mm -hmm. How many do you have? I have six. Okay, because I have seven. So I'll go first. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's play. Give it to me, baby. Nice and slow. Climb on top. Ride like you in a rodeo. You ain't never heard a sound like this before because I ain't never put it down like this. As soon as I come through the door, she get to pullin' on my zipper. It's like it's a race who could get undressed quicker. Isn't it ironic how erotic it is to watch them in thongs? Had me thinking about that ass after I'm gone. Mm, it sounds so familiar. I, it I'm, is familiar. I'm, this oh. was this was the first song I thought of too when like even when I made my first one. Man, I'm drawing a blank. That sounds so familiar though. So I'm guessing it's a country song. No. <laughs> that would be awesome. Garth Brooks? Is it Garth Brooks? I fucking wish. <laughs> so when this song came out, I was probably 13 and I never paid attention to the lyrics until, you know, now reading these lyrics. Holy fucking shit. Because I would sing this song. What song is it? I take it to the candy shop. <laughs> ah, bye. 50 cent. Ah. Did you really not know that? No. Like I said, I'm, I, don't, I don't match lyrics and song names and artists. It's... Some of these, you pro- some of the ones that I have, I, there's one I hope you get. See, I'm hoping you get mine. Are they songs? Okay, let me ask. Are they songs that I actually know? Maybe. Okay. There's a chance. Okay. Okay, so my first one. Look at this photograph. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. How did our eyes get so red? And what the hell is on Joey's head? Photograph by Nickelback. Did you make that one intentionally easy? Kind of. Okay. Okay. What's your next one? Now I got the I got the gun. You got the brew. You got two choices of what you can do. It's not a tough decision, as you can see. I can blow you away, or you can ride with me. I said I'll ride with you if you can get me to the border. The sheriff's after me for what I did to his daughter. I did it like this. I did it like that. I did it with a wiffle ball bat. That one doesn't even sound familiar. No fucking way. I told you, I don't listen to song lyrics. You can make that wide-eyed face as much as you want. I don't know the song. It's in my head now. Okay, what is it? Paul Revere by Beastie Boys. Yeah, I don't know that Beastie Boys song. Really? Yeah. It's from their um, Sabotage album, I'm pretty sure. I know Sabotage from their Sabotage album. <laughs> Told you I'm not going to do well at this. This is fun. <laughs> I'm through with standing in line to clubs I'll never get in. It's like the bottom of the night, and I'm never going to win. Are these all Nickelback songs? No, they're not all Nickelback songs. Isn't this Rockstar by Nickelback? Yes. <laughs> I, I fucking hate Nickelback. <laughs> People can light me up for it, too. I don't care. I do not like Nickelback. <laughs> And I, I don't mind Nickelback. Like, I don't seek them out, but if it's plain, it doesn't bother me. Like, I swear to God, if they're all Nickelback. I promise they're not all Nickelback. You promise me? Promise me? I promise you they're not all Nickelback. Good. So this one you probably won't get because, yeah, you won't. When the lights go up, I want to watch the way you take the stage by storm, the way you wrap those boys around your finger. Go on and play the leader because you know it's what you're good at. 
the low road for the fast track make every second last? I don't know. <laughs> I, I know you won't get this one. Tim McGraw. No. None of these are country songs. It sounds pretty country. No. It's a little emo trashy. Uh, what is it? Dear Maria, count me in by all time low. That's a fake band. You're a fake band. I am so high, I can hear heaven. Oh, but heaven, no heaven, don't hear me. And they say that a hero can save us. I'm not going to stand here and wait. I hate you. I really do. That's Hero by Chad Kroger and some other guy. <laughs> I was expecting you to say Nickelback, but you're correct. That is Hero by Chad Kroger featuring Josie Scott. Technically not Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined this game, Dan. Just like burglary, the definition of jacking, and when illegally armed, it's called packing. Shoot a motherfucker in a minute. I find a good piece of pussy, and I go up in it. So, if you're at a show in the front row, I'm going to call you a bitch or dirty-ass hoe. You'll probably get mad like a bitch is supposed to, but that shows me, slut, you're composed to. This one sounds really familiar. It should. Is it NWA? Yes. I got one. Straight out of Compton. I was going to say, if you did not get this one, <laughs> because this is your favorite fucking song. It's not my favorite song, but I do like it. Dan, you say it all, like, that surprises me. That is not your favorite show, song. No, I just like saying, straight out of Compton. <laughs> I should have. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for the next one? No, because I know it's probably fucking something Chad Kroger and Nickelback. Go ahead, though. The credited artist is not Chad Kroger or Nickelback. Like a gift from the heavens, it was easy to tell. It was love from above, like it saved me from hell. She had fire in her soul. It was easy to see how the devil himself could be pulled out of me. It's Santana and Chad Kroger, isn't it? Santana featuring Chad Kroger. The song is Into the Night. I really hate you. I warned you earlier today. My goal was to make you jump this table at me. <laughs> okay what's your next one now i can see that we've fallen apart from the way that it used to be yeah no matter the distance i want you to know that deep down inside of me that's all the lyrics i get yep because like it's only like a few verses and then the chorus and i can't say the chorus say it again now i can see that we've fallen apart from the way that it used to be yeah no matter the distance, I want you to know that deep down inside of me. Tell me why he ain't nothing but a <laughs> oh, heartache. Tell me why he ain't nothing but a mistake. No. Tell me why I never want to hear you say. And, and you say I'm ruining this game. I want it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get. I'd say I'm impressed. You're, I think you've gotten every single one of these so far. Hmm. I'm breaking free from these memories. Gotta let it go. Just let it go. I've said goodbye. Set it all on fire. Gotta let it go. Just let it go. This is the one that might be a little tougher for you. Say it again. I'm breaking free from these memories. Gotta let it go. Just let it go. I've said goodbye. Set it all on fire. Gotta let it go. Just let it go. Does it have anything to do with Chad Kroger? Maybe. Chad Kroger, I don't know I don't know this one. 
is Let Me Go by Avril Lavigne featuring Chad Kroger. Is this when they were married? See, I don't know that it one. It might be before. I don't know. I actually didn't know that one, but continuing the fucking trend here, <laughs> I know you won't get the last okay. two. All right, you ready? I hope you get the artist on this one. The kombucha mushroom people sitting around all day. Who can believe you? Who can believe you? Let your mother pray. Sugar. I'm not there all the time, you know. Some people, some people, some people call it insane. Yeah, they call it insane. Sugar. I play Russian roulette every day, a man's sport, with a bullet called life. Yeah, mama, called life. Sugar. You know that every time I tried to go where I really want to be, it's already where I am because I'm already there. Yeah, I don't know. It's Sugar by System of a Down. It's one of the really old songs. I don't know a whole lot of System of a Down. Are you ready for my last one? No, but go for it. Strip club in a strip mall, million ways to die, all the things we lost, the backseat of the sky. Growing up with eyes glued shut, wishing on a star that's just a satellite, driving in a car with broken taillights. I'm just going to guess that's something to do with Chad Kroger or Nickelback. Uh... No, that is Satellite from All Time Low, and you lose your All Time Low fan card. That one actually surprised me. Yeah. I, I kind of set you up there. See, I actually, I do love All Time Low, but I really haven't listened to a lot of their new stuff because, I mean, they've changed the way they've sounded, and Emo Trash delikes old Emo All Time Low. I don't think you're ready for this last one. No, I, I just want to point out, I did Five Chad Kroger songs in a row just to set you up to not get an all-time low song. I hate you. Please get the fuck out. Just get the fuck out. <laughs> we'll go on to your next one. All right. Hey there. I know it's hard to feel like I don't care at all. Where you are and how you feel. Put these lights off as these wheels keep rolling on and on and on and on and on and on. Now, slow things down or speed them up. Not enough or way too much. And on and on and on and on. Are you and I gone, and I can't make it on my own, because my heart is in Ohio, so cut my wrist and black my eyes, so I can fall asleep tonight, or die, because you kill me, you know you do, you kill me well. This sounds like it's from a fake band. It is from a fake band, yes. <laughs> sounds very emo. Yes. I don't know. Ohio's for Lovers by Hawthorne Heights. You're just throwing words together there. It's not a real song. It's not a real band. I've never heard of either. You really haven't heard of Hawthorne Heights? No. Hmm. I listen to real music. Get the fuck out. <laughs> See, I had completely different songs already picked out. And then I went on a walk this morning. And I'm like, how funny would it be if I just did a whole bunch of Chad Kroger? It's not. It's funny to me. I'm kind of mad because... The ones that I had picked out, like a couple of them in here were from my original list, but I had made this list and I found it right before we made our mini episode. I have no fucking clue where I put it. And that makes me really upset because I had some really good ones in there. You got more of them correct, but I feel like I'm the real winner. No, you're not. <laughs> I feel pretty satisfied with myself. You shouldn't. We're going to have to play this again and actually use my other songs. I know. I wish I could find the... If I can find the list, I'll keep the ones that I didn't use in here. Okay. You ready to wrap us up with Urban Dictionary? I am, and nobody is ready for this. We're going fucking classic. We're going hard. We're going dirty Urban Dictionary. Okay. And this is another poop one. 
<laughs> no, not at all. So we've got three states. They're called Mississippi Hot Pocket, Tennessee Hot Pocket, and Kentucky Hot Pocket. And they all have different definitions. <laughs> Are you waiting for me to guess? <laughs> um, Just, they all kind of relate to each other, but they all pertain. Does the Kentucky one involve a sibling? No. Well, that's the only thing I could think people in Kentucky would be doing. It's not Alabama. It's Kentucky. I don't know. You have to just tell me. So a Mississippi Hot Pocket is when a guy that is chewing tobacco spits in a woman's vagina for the purpose of lube and then fucks her. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, you told me I wasn't ready, but... So, okay. So I went on to Urban Dictionary Day and a lot of it is pertaining to everything political that is going on mm. and all the movements and whatnot. And so it was kind of hard. So on just a whim, I found one and I'm like, okay, what the fuck does this mean? And then Tennessee Hot Pocket said the same thing as a Kentucky Hot Pocket. So I had to find what Kentucky Hot Pocket was and the Mississippi Hot Pocket came up. And the Tennessee Hot Pocket and, well, Tennessee Hot Pocket and Kentucky Hot Pocket are literally the same definitions. And it is when it is the name given to the act of defecating in a vagina. Why? <laughs> just let me, let me just read this. Okay. A Kentucky Hot Pocket is like when you take a poop in a girl's vagina, why Kentucky? Why not call it a Mississippi Hot Pocket? Well, there's a Tennessee Hot Pocket, but that's with corn in the poop. <laughs> oh my God. You're welcome. Oh, here's another one. When a man shits in a woman's vagina and then goes to pound town. Oh. <laughs> I you're welcome. Urban everybody. dictionary disturbs me. Like it leaves me wondering: is this just people with too much time on their hands and they're making up definitions? Oh, or of course. Is somebody actually doing this? All of the above. Oh God! You are no. welcome. Welcome back to the podcast, people. It's been a while since we've had some disturbing urban dictionary, but yeah, that I'm yeah. very proud of myself, and that is what you get for your fucking songs. Well, next time I'll just have to find more Nickelback. Please don't. It was hard finding more Nickelback that wasn't Nickelback. Yeah. I was really hoping I would find an all-time low song featuring Nickelback. but Oh, God. I'm so glad there isn't one. I don't think that would ever happen. We can only hope. That it doesn't happen? Yes. That's going to be all for today's show. Yeah, if you like the show, give us a star rating and review. And check us out at com for all of our latest episodes. And if you also want to, check us out on our Facebook at Podcast. Find us on any other podcast platforms and give us ratings if you can. Let us know what your thoughts are on Shazam if you've seen it or any other movies you guys want us to review. And let us know what you think of the game or give us game suggestions, guys. Yeah. We really like to hear from you. And that's going to be all for now. So bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia.